Hello and welcome to another episode of In a Pickle, the show that is now dedicated to the less glamorous side of sports. We have changed the format and I have brought a new co-host with me. Daddy-O Sports' very own Salah, <laughs> Salah, <laughs> Sarah Retallick. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm like, salad? What? Salad. We'll just lunch. call you it salad. Is, yeah. It's lunch you know what? You know what? It doesn't matter because it's like, you know, well, now that you're on the show, um, hopefully like more people will listen, but before <laughs> you were uh, my new uh, co-host, uh, you were the only one that listened. Religiously, yeah, I was which I appreciate. I Thank say, you so much. You know, five yeah. star rating, five star rating. Spotify, yeah. get on that, people. It's uh, yeah. Please get on Spotify and rate. Give us a five five star. Sarah's on the show now permanently. Yes, he's gonna be uh, the permanent co-host because we all know R.I.P. Greg McMorrow. He's not really dead. I just tell everybody. <laughs> you know, I do it for the sympathy votes. He actually went on to become a um, well, I say movie star, but he's really not to shit on him, but he's an extra in a bunch oh. of movies. Good for him. Yeah, he's an extra in a couple of oh. John Hamm movies, so I think he saw John Hamm's ham. Oh, yikes. Yeah, so. He still has I, all his, his eyes, his teeth. Like the, I think he lost the, oh. his two front teeth. I, uh, I, I don't know why, though. But, yikes. Know. Yeah, but anyways, that's that's yeah. for another whole story. <laughs> yeah. So so me, uh, Sarah, uh, you know what, we'll be proper for a minute. Sarah and I have discussed about transforming the show into... The lesser or the less glamorous side of sports, because I mean, as much as a huge baseball fan as I am, I kind of wanted this show to just be like all the time, because mm -hmm. I think it was obviously the um, I've had some trouble in the past where I did the first season with Greg and then he left and then I was trying to do the show by myself. And I, I want to say, like, I succeeded to do the show by myself. You did. But you it, did. It's hard to do a show by yourself, especially when like something fun where like sports comes up because I don't have any back and forth. Mm, you know, yes. there's no like I, I'll tell you a story and if I'm by myself, I tell the story and that's it. Like my my comments and, and shit is oh, and we're we're gonna swear on the show now because you know, why the hell not? Why not? Um yeah, me and Sarah had a huge meeting before this show and we said, you know what, we're both from Boston. Let we us lie. We can't control ourselves, so yeah, we're in it. Uh, plus, I mean, we're talking about like murder, uh, rape, robberies—the less glamorous side of sports. Kids aren't going to listen to this show. No, you I know, mean, if, if they, they do, do, yeah, I mean, hey, it's stuff that they've already heard. I'm sure at this well, point. Well, if if the kids are listening to this show, maybe uh, a call to DCF or DSS is uh, yes. should be placed to the parents. I don't. Well, know. I don't know if they're watching the news. I mean, it's just as bad, right? Oh, that's a good they, point. Uh, yeah. uh, See, I brought uh, Sarah came onto the show for the smart factor because uh, no. I mean, if you've listened to uh, the. I don't even know how many episodes I have. 25, 20, maybe 40, it, 48. I don't know. Yeah, there's two, what, quite a few, two seasons? Two seasons, yeah. Quite a few episodes. I guess this will be the third season, but it won't be seasons anymore. Yeah. Because it's going to be just episodes rolling episodes. with it. So we are going to change the format of the show, but we're still going to talk about the less glamorous side. So every week there'll be a different sport with a different, a different person, a different somebody who had it all and and uh so i'll give you an example i'm right now i'm working on a story about uh barrett robbins 
I don't know if you remember him. He was uh, he played for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I believe it was from like 95 to 2003. He was on the 2002, 2003 Super Bowl team that lost to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, I think it was 2003. Anyways, he he helped that team get all the way to the Super Bowl. And then he went crazy the night before the Super Bowl and didn't show up to the Super Bowl. So. I yeah, thought that's I, interesting. So he'd yeah, be like a good first. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it you know? happens. It's yeah. it, you're going to the Super Bowl. It's a lot of pressure. You it's know, a lot of, it's a lot if of you pressure. haven't you haven't been to the ship before and you're like, oh, man, I got to show up and perform tomorrow. I mean, right. also, if you're doing crack, too, you won't be able to show up the next day. So you never that's know. That's true. That's like uh, um, uh, Doc Gooden missed the 86 Mets parade because he was at yeah, a crack. House. He oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, crack gets in the way. Yeah, I mean, at least he watched it on TV at the crack house, which is funny. Like, so did the crack house have cable? Right? Did they? Yeah, right. Like, is it's not like you know, like the Baltimore slums that they show. Like, what? Where was this crack house? Was it? Was it? Was it actually like an upstanding individual's house where they just had crack in the basement? I mean, I I don't. I just I got I got nothing. I've never done crack. Uh, I'm 41 years old. I don't really plan on doing crack. Um, I can't say that I'll never do crack because I mean, you never know. It's really seriously, but some hard times. I don't know anybody uh, who would be like a upstanding citizen that would just smoke crack. Uh, I I don't know. We might we might know someone. I'm sure there's plenty of politicians or something. I I, there's got to be. somebody well if that's you're a my politician next... you're not an upstanding citizen anyway oh so no exactly no take shit. exactly <laughs> take that out of the equation not to be political on this show but dun, dun, dun. Uh, take that but out. um <laughs> hey if you know an, uh, an upstanding citizen who smokes crack uh, go ahead and email us at in a pick pot 247 at gmail.com we'd love to hear about it we would love to um so anyways so we're going to change the format of the show <laughs> this is this is definitely how this show is going to be it's going to be we're going to talk about a subject, and if, I mean, obviously, Sarah, you've heard the show before, and mm-hmm. I like to do fun facts, I like to get off topic, and then kind of just, like, bring it back in. So, um, so with every bad part of the sport, there is some good parts, obviously, mm-hmm. and you actually have a list of uh, current events that oh. I would like to bring. You didn't bring it with you. That's fine. Maybe, maybe we can... I, I got you know it. I can, I can, I can hold on. I got to hear. Yeah. We, technology. You, technology's here. So technology. we're going to do like uh, every week, we'll do like a current event, uh, like not like super big stories, but just kind of like, you know, shit that happened. Like uh, we were talking earlier about um, uh, what's her name? The tennis player. Serena Williams. Thank you. I, I don't you know go. why I couldn't remember Serena Williams' name. Wah, wah. But, um, you know, she is retiring. Mm and i uh i i never i all right i'm gonna say this it's so funny so obviously i i mean everyone knows that i work at a bar and it's so funny to see the people who you see every day the regulars that come in and then all of a sudden when like a big event like this like serena williams is retiring and and like you know the u.s opens on and i I never watched tennis before. Like, yeah. I, I never had any interest. I mean, is it cool? Sure. Every sport has a little bit of cool to it. 
Right. You know, but like I never gave a shit about tennis. All of a sudden, all these people are coming in. They're like, can you put on the tennis match? And I'm like, huh? Like, uh, okay. it's me. Ma- it's mainly for her, like 100 yeah. percent. I mean, yeah. because this is, you know, her her last match. I mean, unfortunately, right. she lost her last match. But like, you know, she's a force to be reckoned with a beast in the sport. Like she right. became like, she's the one who put the, you know, you've had Roger Federer, you have Nadal, you have all of these great tennis right. players that are on the, the guy side, but she like put it to the forefront for little girls and for women. Right. And, you know, as a, you know, as a female myself, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as a female myself, like I wish when I was growing up that, there was a big name athlete like that for me, right? You know, right. maybe my course of like being in sports longer would have changed a little bit. You know, we had female athletes. We had the Lisa Leslie's, the Cheryl Swoops. We've had those, but they weren't your big name athletes at the time. And yeah, they they were never they were never brought up to the front of the line like they no. are now. We're in a different generation now, where like little girl, like you're right, little girls can watch these uh big events and they see like you know like the women's soccer and mm-hmm. uh the WNBA even though I don't I still don't think as much as you would love something like that to progress and yeah you would love big, it nobody just... no, I, I still don't know anybody who watches the WNBA yeah but like yeah all these all these women in sports are are being brought up to the front of the line and it's finally you know I guess in a weird way becoming more accepted mm-hmm. uh without sounding too uh, male chauvinist piggish no because you have to think from our generation like we're both in our 40s yeah. and from where we were as kids it was still in that like well girls can't do this boys can play this 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 and right. then there was like you could s- start seeing slowly like when we were probably in middle school high school there was a shift in the dynamic where you know you started having you know girls hockey teams certain high schools were providing that you know you started seeing some you know like mayon rion who was drafted by the tampa bay lightning like the first female female not only was she the first female hockey player but she played goalie of all all positions positions, you know like Like, and for me who was like a huge hockey fan like i was stoked and i was like i want to play hockey i want to play this and that that. but like you know growing up there wasn't any of that for us but you know it just once we hit that high school part is when it started transitioning for the next generation where they were able to have more things so you know it's i that's why serena williams is such a a huge 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 impact um on sports for girls to just keep at it and shoot for your dreams so now let me ask you a question are you more or less surprised that there isn't females playing in the major league sports like i'm talking like baseball uh why why didn't um anything progress from from hockey i mean i know it's a tough sport especially like hockey Mm. but like why do you think that they decided to do a WNBA instead of allow the female go into the NBA for me I think that it's mainly because it's we're all I mean this is going to sound I don't know I'm not trying to like belittle my gender at all but we're all built a different 
you know, the speed of the NBA is very fast. Right. The, spe- the speed of the NHL is very fast. The speed of major league, like those pitches coming at you, like it's fast. And it's something where, you know, I, I know for myself, like I wouldn't want to be out there playing against, you know, LeBron James. Cause I'm like, I'm just going to hurt myself, right. you know? Right. So it's, it's one of those, like, not that they're all, you know, made of glass. And I know there's so many that can contend. And my whole mindset is if these women can contend and can play, let them play and then have the, you know, have like it integrated that way. But, you know, I, I get it on so many fronts as to why it's separated. Cause there's no doubt in my mind that there are handful of mm-hmm. WNBA players that could outplay 90% of the bench that plays on the NBA. Hundred percent. That I can agree with. And that's the thing. If they can handle it, then let them play. That's yeah. how I see it. But I guess now, do you think, want to see it overall. Yeah, right. Do you think that it would take away I guess what we're focusing on is the NBA in general because there's already there's a professional women's WNBA, right? Right. right? right. So would you say that the NBA if they if they took on the uh, integration of, of women and they just dissolved the WNBA and it was all one. If you can make the team, you're in. If not, sorry. You know, go start your own league, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go start the WNBA because we already own the WNBA. Right. But um, do you think that would take away from the the factor in the, the showmanship or, or the, the showtime aspect of the NBA where, like, the players like LeBron that go hard every night wouldn't play to his full capacity because it's that whole male female mindset where it's like, uh, if I, if this girl's in, if this woman's in the paint and I just, you know, post to her and it's going to be like, Oh, he abused this woman. And and then she's going to be like, uh, you know, no, no, it's, this is the game. And it's like, no, 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 no. He ran over you. And, and then the next time he goes up and, and this woman's in the paint and he's like, oh, I'll just pass the ball. Right. Yeah. It's a fine line because, you know, we, you know, I, pl- I played basketball for right. ages and ages and I played mostly with boys and like, we're right. not talking just like, I'm talking inner city boys. That's where I grew up. I grew up in the inner city. So they never looked at me as like, you're a girl, you're dainty. Like they went hard on me. Like, elbows to the face like they it was just but that's the thing like if a spectator sees it that way where they're like oh my god he did that to her like blah 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 then that's gonna start creating a problem so it's something where you have to have that mindset released out of everyone's heads not just players right it has to be like the spectators too because once you know the crowd is they're they're dicks basically they get involved they're you know, they, they start a whole lot of shit on that end. But once you have that mindset cleared from everyone, then it doesn't matter. Like they're going to all go hard and it doesn't matter if you're male or female, they're going to, you're all going to be beating the shit out of each other. Right. And uh, the flip side of that whole thing is too, it's like, you know, for every superstar that's on a team, like obviously there's going to be some, shit bums i mean mm-hmm. if there wasn't we wouldn't have a show right you know exactly so you have uh, a female uh, a female athlete being on your professional basketball team next thing you know you, you know she was gang raped by two guys who are yeah. out of their mind 
that's yeah, played you, for the team. You don't know. But then that also goes back to like, what are the caliber of guys that you're putting in your professional positions? You know right. what I mean? So it's like how, if you look at all these, like the NFL right now going through right. all the stuff. So it's like, I think regardless, there's a whole character. You need like to have a character appeals more or less like before like you pass this character test now you can play in the nba or you pass this almost like test, they have to be vetted right exactly yeah. just like to you know anything else you have to be vetted. and what's sad about what's sad about something like that where like if you start to have to if, if leagues and teams have to start vetting uh athletes in order to have them play professionally on their team you're going to have something very watered down now Absolutely, i'm not i'm not yeah, saying that no. like Right. I mean, look at all like the crazy people who have won championships or became superstars. I mean, you know, they're tapped, especially in football. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at um, uh, Antonio. Um, who am I thinking of? Antonio Williams? No. No. What? Um, uh, oh, my God. Uh, we're so uh, brain dead today. It's Monday. It's Monday and it's raining out. And I'm already I'm already uh, I think I have a slight touch <laughs> of dementia. Yeah, um, Antonio God. Brown, Antonio Brown, you know, oh, Antonio he, was, Brown he was like a solid, uh, a solid minded person until mm-hmm. that one hit when he played for Pittsburgh. And then all of a sudden he just like, he's lost it completely. And now he's my new favorite crazy, like <laughs> where he came out and he said that, like, the one thing that I'm sad about is that I'll never be able to watch myself play. <laughs> right that's Which, so kanye <laughs> that's my new favorite crazy my old favorite sports crazy was like the carl everett of baseball where he was like i don't believe in dinosaurs that was that was great that was great for me i love that that was my favorite crazy now antonio brown is my new favorite he's crazy. a he's a whole level i mean his exit too man <sighs> Oh my god, he just was like stripped down, yeah, going in the end zone, like, hey guys, see you later, I'm out, like all smiles. Like he spoke just... to an entire generation of people who ac- absolutely despise their job and wish to do that every day. Every single day. You know, like when I saw that, I was like, Man, I wish I could do that at work. Right. You know, <laughs> just like run out. Bye, How many guys. people get to do that? You know, you played with uh, you know, you played uh, on a great Pittsburgh team. Mm-hmm. You played with Tom Brady uh, twice on two different teams. You know, you were a superstar. I, and then all of a sudden you're just like, mm, I'm done. The hell I'm with it. all right. I can't yeah. watch myself. So I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that was all based off of him getting, you know, like he got pulled. Um, right. He got benched for a second. Then he was like, yeah, you know what? Pound sand. I'm going to yeah. go make some records. I'm out. Right. I'm gonna go hang out, Kanye. I'm gonna go start. Like a, I'm gonna go start a record guess, label because that's what everyone yeah. else does. Exactly. You and know. I, I watch. Uh, he, he looks like he's all dressed up in trash bags. Like every time I watch a video, I'm like, this dude is rocking the hefty, yeah. like on point. Like man, I mean, Kanye I, lost his mind. So, yeah, and yeah. that's why they're they're friends now. So yeah, it's perfect. Course. Makes sense. Crazy attracts crazy. Hell yeah! Meet some I mean, of my friends. That's <laughs> why. Uh, we have decided to join forces and do the show for real, you know? So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to try to, uh, so I'm not good with uh, video posting. 
So like, you know, I would love to do like a clip of the show, this show, because obviously we're on Zoom. We're not in the same room. So, right. So, sorry, I didn't mean to spoil Whoa. the magic of the show. Let y'all um, know. Yeah. Um, our rooms, just the way our rooms look like we have similar offices where it's like there's just shit everywhere. Everywhere. You know? It's <laughs> like there's ADHD. Yeah. And this this behind me is um organized and then what's in front of me and on the sides of me is just like it's explosions i, I got nothing i mean this this here looks looks nice yeah that's but, nice uh, you, you that's get nice. your um fraggle rock up there and yeah you know yeah, but yeah. everything else is and a your, tornado uh, what's that six baseball helmets up there yeah yeah, yeah. which is funny because i have uh baseball yeah. hats up above me See, <laughs> <laughs> which is weird so <laughs> So, uh, all right. So speaking of football, <laughs> we are in uh, this this weekend that just passed. We're recording this on Monday. This is Labor Day. Happy Labor Day to all Happy you. Happy Labor uh, Day. Laborers. Laborers, right? This this would be the right. one where people go to work or, or we're celebrating I, workers. I don't I, I don't know. It's I don't just know. A, all I know is that the, the kids are off from school and whatever. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, so anyway, so we're recording this on Labor Day. So the weekend that just passed is the last weekend without football. So if you're a football fan, whether big or small, uh, you know that football betting and fantasy football is is now ready. And if you have not drafted your football team, then whoever your commissioner is, is slacking because you have sleeping uh, two more days you have Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday starts the season. So yeah. Sarah and I are in a football league together with a bunch of other uh, people in the baseball sports community, a lot of card collectors. Actually, you invited me into this league. Mm -hmm. um, the majority of the league is like uh, card collectors. and Yeah, yeah. there are a lot of collectors, memorabilia, memorabilia yeah. collectors. Yeah, they're all collectors. Yeah, which is, is right up my alley, obviously. <laughs> so I'm you were telling me earlier that you're getting a lot of shit for your fantasy. Oh my God. So, all right. So <sighs> who is, who is poo pooing on your fantasy? Now, so, are they, are they, are they shitting on your, uh, your draft? Are they, is it your, uh, what, so, what is it? So it was basically, okay. My husband was very supportive. He's like, Oh, you've got a lot of trade bait. Like, that's good. You got trade bait. And I'm like, I don't, I don't now, does I don't he play know. fantasy football as well he does he's in like okay. three different leagues yeah. like he's you know in it to win it and this um, is your first time playing fantasy first time ever all right so, all right. so you you're know, in this, for you're in for a treat oh you know it's i'm i'm in it no. i'm i'm committed now there's no going back no. i've gone too deep yep. shit i'm screwed um no i mean i got first first draft first pick and yep. I was like, you know, not happy because I was like, I really wanted to be in that middle spot because, you know, first and last pick in a snake, in draft, snake draft is hard is, is it sucks. Yeah. And, you know, I'm watching. So I draft, of course, Jonathan Taylor, first and foremost. I mean, obviously, like yeah. that makes all the sense. Um, but I'm just like watching as like these names go. And I'm like, all right what the hell like i still have 16 spots to wait and to go and i'm like who the hell am i gonna draft next like what's going on here like and i'm just like watching it and i'm like okay somebody drafted a quarterback like i i was so confused <laughs> yeah by watching certain parts of the draft and then i got distracted because 
bourbon and baseball was having their live that night too. So I'm like all sorts of distracted. And I'm just like, I don't know. Okay. Tyreek Hill, I'm going with you. All right, Samuel, I'm going with you. And I'm just like hitting people like whoever's available at this point in time. But yeah, I was, uh, Yahoo did not approve of my drafting, nor did my um, brother-in-law. So he was like, oh, <laughs> like, I, I get where you would go. And like yesterday, um, I saw him and he was like, oh, I understand where like you would go. And you came out the gate strong. And then, yeah. And I was like, and then, Yeah, way to go. <laughs> I mean, he's in like four or five leagues. So I'm like, all right. But yeah, I, uh, there's yeah, people I know that are in seven, eight leagues, and I'm like, why? Why? Like, I'm in two. I'm in two, and that's probably my limit. Mm. Um, I I think the most I've ever been in was maybe three, and I found that to be very uh, not fun. I, yeah. I didn't have a good time because I obviously I didn't have the same team in both leagues or in all three leagues. Right. And it's just like, at that point, even if you do have a favorite team, like there's people who just love football and that's great. Mm-hmm. You know? And then there's people who have a, a specific team that they love and, and that's cool too. But like, if you're playing fantasy, you don't, your favorite team mm-hmm. has to be your team, like your right. team. Yeah. And you don't have, you can't like, all right. So, so if your favorite team is the Patriots and they're playing against uh, whoever your quarterback is, like Derek Carr, right. Yeah. And, and the Patriots are beating the bag out of uh, of the Raiders, but you need points in order to win, and you need Derek Carr to throw a touchdown. You're like, come on, and like you're rooting against. Yeah, everything. you're rooting against because you need the points yeah. so that you can essentially win. I'm like, and then I finally this morning because yesterday was uh everything open for the free agent pickups and all that. Yeah, and um, I was looking this morning. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. I'm like. Buffalo is against the Rams this first week. And right. I was like, of course, I have Stafford as my QB and the Buffalo defense. So right. I'm like, son of a Right. So but now I'm, you're fighting yourself. I'm fighting myself. So yeah. the whole time I'm going to be like, oh, let's fucking like, all right. Yeah. yeah. So it becomes a little less enjoyable. You know? Right. So I'm already angry and I haven't even started yet. I'm right. already, I'm already just like freaking fuck this. And yeah. Sell the team, burn it down. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. done. Auto draft. Uh, There, (laughs) I was scouring the internet because I wanted to to see if there's ever been. Now, obviously, we know about um, Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson flat fest in the outfield, which hilarious, absolutely hilarious. Who hasn't been in that position? Yeah, but it's. I I wanted to know if there's ever been like a football fantasy murder like people just lose their mind over over their team and like i've seen people lose their minds over their team mainly because they have so much money invested now we're in a free league but also my other league it was like a 50 dollars buy-in but yeah i mean if you win that's a that's a good chunk of change you know right and the the other league i'm in there's a first second and third place uh prize and i think if you're last you gotta get a tattoo in your face i'm not sure how that works (laughs) so i'm hoping i'm just not last you know um so i found a story i found a story about a fantasy football murder and of course it comes from the great state of florida oh yay Uh, (laughs) so 
it's it's basically these two people on New Year's Day. They this story comes from um, 2018. Ooh. It was a uh, long ago. Yeah, it wasn't long ago at all. It was a um, two individuals got into a fist fight about their fantasy football league, and it pretty much spilled over to the to where one of the guys went to the other guy's house after the fist fight and shot him in the face with a shotgun. Wow. Yeah. So um so it says the initial reports from police say that the shooting victim may have jumped in the face of the other man and punched him very hard. I love I love that. They just punched yeah, him very hard. Very hard. Punched him very hard is in quotes, causing him to bleed profusely. The fight began as a heated verbal argument over fantasy football, like it does, I guess, yeah. you know. Uh, after the fight turned physical, the suspect uh, retrieved a oh, it was a revolver and shot the sixty-three-year-old man oh in the face. Wow. You shot a sixty-three-year-old man in the face. First of all, in the face. If you're sixty-three and you get that mad about fantasy football, I don't know. If you I, get that mad about fantasy football in the beginning, it, I mean, Tommy Fam was kind of like. I mean, it was stupid. It was funny. I thought it was funny, but it's Same. also stupid. Right. It's, oh, I mean, absolutely. But okay. So we'll, you have to pause for a second and remember it is Florida. I know. So, I know. you know, like that's the hard part is because in Florida, you know, they get upset about anything. They're like, but that real stuff that happens, they don't get upset about. They're like, oh, whatever. Someone with no insurance smashed up my car or right. burnt down my house or there's a mess gator in my house like they're like ah oh, whatever but right. fantasy football mm-hmm. mm. did they're... you say meth gator meth gators meth gator you didn't hear about that meth... no meth gators yeah florida has meth gators because people were like flushing their drugs down the toilet and it goes out into the sewers no and it gets way. ingested by the oh my god yeah yeah it's wild wow do you think I could fit a meth gator on my wall as a souvenir? <laughs> that's hardcore. Wow. Yeah. I never even thought about that. That's that's actually that's that's weird. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like that. All those drugs that you flush down the toilet gonna go somewhere, right? Wow. They go to the sewer. And I mean, somebody's going to take them damn straight. And it's those gators wow, meth climbing, gators. climbing fences. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's... Anything they can. Damn straight. But yeah, shot in the face, though. Shot in I the mean, face over fantasy like, football. I hate your face that much. I'm going to shoot it. Like, I don't. Yeah. So yeah. so then uh, the residents of the home called the police and told them that he shot and killed his attacker outside his door. So he called the police. Oh, he wasn't just yeah. like, I'm going to shoot this guy in the face and then run away like a, like a normal Floridian would do. Right. Uh, the shooter told officers that he had laid his gun down and was not sure where he shot the man who attacked him. So, um, so now we're gotten we're getting like, okay, we fought over fantasy. He punched me, I shot him. I'm kind of just defending my my territory, right? Uh, officer, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> officers <laughs> arrived at the scene and found blood spots on the tile in uh in. The victim was in a pool of blood by the front door with the gunshot wound to his face. And then they obviously identify him as uh, uh, a man by the name of Terrence 
Iwin, who is 63. No charges had been filed in the case, which remains open to investigators at this in 2018. I don't know how it went there, um, huh. but uh, I'm sure this man was. Uh, I, I probably should have seen what happened to him just to see if the guy who shot the the uh, the 63 year old right. guy in the face went to jail. But like, I I was just like so taken back by like you can get that mad at fantasy football. Right. That you shoot a man in the face and kill him, like in the face, wild. in the face of all places. I mean, yeah. if I get that upset, like maybe I'll shoot you in the foot and be like, ha ha ha, hop around, I, like you know what I mean. I don't know, but I again, I don't. I've never been to that level of mad where I'm like, I'm gonna shoot you in the face. Like I just over the, that. The only I thing know. I could think of of why it got so heated in the first place was because by the end of December. That's kind of where, like, uh, it would be a make or break for playoffs. Yeah. You know, because uh, or that might actually be the end of the season. I don't even know because we only we only play until playoffs for NFL. Right. Yeah. And then because then all your teams start to dissolve because you don't make the playoffs. Exactly. So it must have been like a a a Super Bowl uh, fantasy football Super Bowl or something. But still even i don't i don't know i feel like it's not even i feel like the altercation that they had was about fantasy football and he probably got his ass whooped by this 60 something year old man right and then was like i need my pride back and then just was like yeah jokes on you you may have kicked my ass with your fists i shot you in the face i shot you in the face and i won fantasy football right (laughs) Or lost. I don't know. I don't know if you want to lose. Who knows? I mean, overall, you lose. You lose. You lost. I mean, lose. You may or may not be going to jail, and you'll never play fantasy football again. You'll just play fantasy shower taps. Hey, don't drop the soap. Yeah, I mean, don't drop the soap. You can bet on weird things, but uh, it's just uh, so. Let's just say that, like, no matter what none of us will shoot any of us in the face over fantasy. No, I might come to your house and slap you, but like, you know, I'll slap everyone. It's all right. But like, that's, that's just, that's just for shits and giggles. That's not for like, Oh, you beat me. Cause I'm like, again, uh, whatever. I'm flying blind here by the seat of my pants. So whatever. But I just might just show up at someone's house and just slap them for the hell of it. I think personally, if you end up winning the entire thing this year, which would be, I mean, stranger things have happened. First year fantasy players uh, always have a pretty decent chance of winning it because you kind of just like you fly by the seat of like, you know, next available or, you know, who you like. And, and it turns out good. Um, I think you should probably slap your brother-in-law if you win the whole thing. <laughs> or even if you make it to the playoffs, give him a good like, biff. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Right during like Christmas time, uh, just like punch him in the back of the head while he's eating his pie or something. Right, like, you know, motherfucker. And be uh, like, look at this, bitch. I'm yes. in the playoffs for fantasy. Well, it's funny because my sister and him are in the same league, and my sister beats him out every year. Like my, huh. so she, he gets enough abuse from her. So I'll just let her take the reins on it because every yeah. year she makes the playoffs and he's sitting on the sidelines. So perfect. It works. It works for me. I'll so you like, can laugh at him at, uh, about that too. Yeah, as she's. Great biffing them (laughs) (laughs) perfect like i don't see assaults (laughs) perfect what else is going on in sports so uh albert pujols is just about ready to hit 700 right right oh yeah 
I, which is amazing. Amazing. And I will be completely honest. Um, when this has been a conversation over months now, I yeah. didn't think he was going to get this close. No. I thought he was going to be at least seven away and then end it that way. But now we're, what, five away? Yeah. He, he hit one uh, Sunday night, I believe. Yeah. I think he came in for a pitch hitter, too. Yeah. And then uh, and it smacked one out. Yeah. And uh, it sucks, though, because uh, as much as I'm I'm a I'm a Barry Bonds should be elected into the Hall of Fame supporter only because um, I don't think that it's fully his fault that he did roids and broke records. Now, I, I 100% agree that he definitely did steroids mm -hmm. and he did it. But I personally believe now I'm a huge conspiracy theorist on, <laughs> on sports. Like I am all about sports conspiracies. Okay. I believe that um, I, I, you know what? I can't even get into it because it's it's, it's a spiral that will be a it's gonna, we're gonna go down rabbit holes that yeah. we'll, we won't get out of so yeah. i believe personally that in and i did a show uh season two of iep radio go back to iepradio.com and listen to the 1994 strike show mm -hmm. now if you listen to that episode baseball was in an all-time low after mm -hmm. that strike nobody was watching it everybody turned their backs on it because it was basically you know uh, the old saying millionaires versus billionaires right 100%. i mean they said it they said it this year when baseball went we on strike for, and yeah. we lost the month so in order to get that kind of revenue back and to make money off of it they didn't give the steroids to these players but they turned their backs on it when it happened so Absolutely. the Mark McGuire's, the Sammy Sosa's, the uh, Barry Bonds, they juiced up the, you know, the Consecos. They yeah. juiced up and they were smacking these balls out. The only natural home run hitter that didn't get caught, and I'm not saying he did steroids, and I, because I love him so much, I'm, I hope that he didn't do steroids, and even now we'll never know, uh, was Ken Griffey Jr. was only the only the natural only home run hitter of that that group of guys and he kind of right. got screwed because he didn't take steroids and he still came really close right and then it went from the three of them like it went from the mcguire griffey chase to the mcguire griffey sosa to mcguire sosa griffey chase and then right. he just went off and that was just and then i, I believe heart. that year uh uh griffey got hurt Yep. And that's that's how he fell out of that race. And then, you know, uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, they're they're just lifting that ball as far as they can go. Wow. And it was huge for baseball. Right. People tuned in. How many times? I mean, we're from Boston. We didn't give mm -hmm. a shit back then about the Cardinals or the Cubs. All I cared no. about was the Red Sox. I didn't right. care about any other team. And then all of a sudden, I find myself watching prime time St. Louis Cardinals games because we have a chance to see Mark History. McGuire and Sammy Sosa yeah. battle each other in a game. Right. You know, and it, it was the fact that we in our lifetime were going to see something that was like historic that like we didn't think, you know, now it's very different as we've gotten older. But think of it back then when we were just kids, we're like, oh, my God, this is right. huge. This is a huge event. Like, oh, my God. But right. Because we never yeah. got like we never got to see. Uh, the Roger Maris's or the Hank Aaron's mm -hmm. play and, and destroy records, right? Or the right. Babe Ruth's, obviously. Yeah. And then when 
Barry Bonds comes out and and he's just like swatting home runs left and right and he reaches that pinnacle and he breaks that record we're like yeah 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 and then all of a sudden you know years later we find out that it was all bullshit but right. i i personally believe you know okay so he was on juice but tell me right. who wasn't absolutely even you though you can't that- you can't <laughs> tell me that there isn't anybody from even the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s that are that's in the Hall of Fame that got elected right, to the Hall of right. Fame that wasn't on steroids. Well, the other thing too is like how are you going to have, you know, these managers and these owners and all these people that enable these players to do it and they're all in the Hall. Right. So it's like you can't I mean, unfortunately for Barry Bar- for Barry Bonds is that he's kind of a dick. Yeah. So like that he didn't he didn't help his case by any no means. at all because you know we can all kind of have a collective same agreement. with Roger Clemens. Yeah. Oh my God, he's such a dick. Yeah. But we can all have a collective agreement that you know Mark McGuire is like a good dude. You know what right. I mean? Like he would talk to the press. Like he was he was the one who essentially when we came back from the strike in '94, he was the one that brought baseball back. I right. still say like he's the one that d- had done it single-handedly. I still vote. So like, and he wasn't a dick. So if we're going to talk about putting someone in the hall, I would say put him in first. And like, that's because like his character's not in question, like fully is like how he, you know, he's not a bad guy. Like his right. character's in question for like PEDs and all that, but like he's still doing like charity work and doing all this other stuff. So it's talking to the media. Whereas Barry Bonds is like, I'm not talking to anyone. Go fuck yourself. I'm going to give yeah. you a dirty look. Like he was just not an approachable dude at yeah. all. He wasn't as a player and he wasn't after this whole allegation. And no. honestly, like I, at the last time I knew, or the last time I, I, I checked it, he was a hitting coach for the Florida Marlins or the Miami Marlins, whatever they're called now. Whatever now. Um, I don't know if he's still on the team, but like, Mark McGuire still, I think he works for either the Dodgers or the Padres. Yeah, he's works for somebody. Like he's involved, you yeah. know. And I will say, like pre pre PED, both of them are Hall of Fame bound. Sammy Sosa, not so much, but both of them are Hall of Fame bound. It's just that you have to make a decision as the Hall of Fame. Like, are we going to? make this decision based on accolades and what you've accomplished in baseball, or are we going to continue changing the line of standards to get into the hall and put the character into it and put, you know, all these illegal things. It's like the whole fucking Pete Rose thing. It's like, you know, stupid too. It's ridiculous. I mean, once he's dead and gone, he'll get in the hall, but like, honestly though, I mean, I like to, I, I wonder if, so, uh, uh, Commissioner Giamatti, right? He was uh, the commissioner who banned uh, Pete Rose for life, right? Right, right. I wonder if he didn't die uh, a month and a half after he banned Pete Rose for life, if there would be some sort of rebuttal where it's like, you know what? Uh, all right, it's been 20 years. Let's let him in. I, right. I wonder if it's just because, like, you know, it's almost like something like crazy happens. And then it's like, you know, I'll say something where it's like, you know, this you're never going to be on this show ever again. And you're banned for life and blah, blah, blah. And then I die. And then like 
the next person who takes over, they're like, uh, you know, in his respective well-wishing, I, I can't. We're going to stand by that. that. Yeah, sorry. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's the same shit for like Joe Jackson, sh- shoeless Joe Jackson. Like, right. are we really banning uh, something that happened a hundred and a uh, hundred and five, a hundred and six years ago? Right. We're not going to let Joe, shoeless Joe Jackson in the Hall of Fame. It, I mean, come on. Come on. Like, what what are we doing here? I like, mean, the, the Hall's it, there's, a shit show. There's a little piece of me that's like, all right, you guys know how to hold a fucking grudge. This is yeah. cool. <laughs> but then there's a piece of me of like, Jesus, get over yourself. Right. You know, I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, there are so many people that are already in the hall. You know, you got those old time, the original old timers. Like, they were some really shady characters. And yeah. there were a lot of... You got freaking clan members. You got freaking murderers. You got freaking all this other stuff. Complete cheaters. And they're all in the hall. So it's like, what what are we going to do to essentially hold up your argument? Because your argument has no substance. Right. If you're not going to let. All right. So just take the steroid factor out of it. You're not going to let Barry Bonds into the Hall of Fame because he's an asshole. Right. Right. Just say that, you know, I'm not going to let him in because he's just a prick to the media. He's he's just he's unapproachable. He's Mm -hmm. just he's just a a complete jerk. But you're going to let Mickey Mantle in, who is a raging alcoholic. Mm -hmm. So you're going to characterize these people where it's like this guy can get in, but this guy can't. Now, I'm not I'm not comparing Mickey Mantle to Barry Bonds. I'm just saying in a character aspect of it, Barry Bonds is an asshole. You can't tell me that Mickey Mantle didn't have a. uh, drink too many and was the nicest guy in the world absolutely or, not or babe ruth right you know? It, you know, it's so. also like how many times did they up op- you know operate vehicles under the influence like you know right. like there's a whole lot of different case in point scenarios to put into the factor so it's like wh- what are we doing here because it, you're it's the you thing, don't have a leg it, to stand on right it's also the thing that pisses me off about like just for our our standpoint w- with with the red Sox, you now I, I totally I, I'm not um I just want to put a disclaimer here. I'm I'm not supporting this. I'm actually um I'm totally for it, but they changed the name of Yaki Way mm-hmm. to Jersey Street. They brought it back to the original name of the street from before the Yaki's bought the Red Sox. The Red okay? Sox, yep. Because Yaki was a complete racist, racist. prick, right? Yep. And I totally I totally understand that. That's great. 100%. You could have named that street anything in the world. How about how about just for instance, Pumpsy Green Street, the first African American to play for the Red Sox? If you really wanted to stretch that out and really make something of it, you could have changed it to something like that. Right. But now you change the name of Yaki Way to Jersey Street. Okay, get his name off the street, right? You're not going to deny the fact that he owned the team, though, but you can never take that away. But why? Why have they not petitioned to change the name of the Yaki building at MGH Hospital? Right. They haven't changed that. The family donated all that money to get that building yeah. made. But why is that family being honored at the Yaki building for, I mean, whatever they, I mean, I, I, I'm not actually sure what that building does at MGH. I think it's just a general, like everything building, but like. Uh, why is that name still on there and they took it off the street? 
I don't yeah. have an answer. Yeah. I, I have no, it's unanswerable. That's the thing. And like because money because walks and bullshit right, talks. The donation. It's what right. it is. It's the donation. And then the city wanted to try to. Well, I guess that's where it's that fine line where like you had the Red Sox who were able to probably petition to have that street renamed. Right. You know, like the the management wanting to essentially come out from underneath that. But. MGH is going to be like, well, this family still like they might <laughs> right. still be donating money. Like you don't know what's going yeah, on. Right. So the their estate could the estate could still be given money to them. So who knows? There's a lot of a lot of backwards things that yeah. uh, happen. Yeah, I mean, the, the hospital can turn around and be like, oh, it's not it's not his money. Uh, it's it's uh, somebody else in the family who's not uh, a racist. It's all the money. It's it's all the same (laughs) money. Like, yeah, that money came from somewhere. It all uh, came from somewhere. It came from him being like, I don't want to integrate the Red Sox. And like, come on, like, uh, it's terrible. It's awful, which which is just so like we 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 talked about the steroid thing where like the Barry Bonds and the Maguires and and the Clemens don't get in. Right. Because they, um, you know, they tested positive and and whatever. But now. Why do we ignore the Mitchell report? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, let, let's let's uh, let's be honest here. I mean, as much as I love the guy to death, it, it's the David Ortiz. He was named on the Mitchell report, but yet he gets first ballot nomination to the Hall of Fame, right. which which I want to stop and just say he fully absolutely deserves. Right. But why? Why are we? There's guys in that Mitchell report that should should be in the hall. But mm-hmm. are not because they were Absolutely. on the Mitchell report. Absolutely. So, like, what's the difference? Well, I think the difference is is that, I mean, Ortiz admitted, but he said it was once or whatever it may be. Um, I mean, but you can look from when he was early on and how skinny he was to later on. Yeah. But right. the thing is, too, is like he's such a charismatic guy, well. and everybody loves him and he's a schmoozer and he's the personal factor. It's the personal factor. Like he does so much charity and he has his own organization and he's always out and about like, and he sells weed now. Right. (laughs) He's like big, like everybody, everybody has something good to say about him. Even if they're a Yankee fan, they're like, you know, I hated him when he played us or I hate it. But like, He's yeah. just a good guy and like we really love him and he's just it's kind of like for for us it's that little Jeter effect. Right. Where it's like when Jeter was oh. here, I was like, man, this guy sucks. And then I when he's him. retired, you're like, oh, he did no, a lot he's of a good. good. Yeah, he's yeah. a good player. Like he's a good yeah. player and he's got a lot of good things about him. And he does this and he does that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. okay, Derek Jeter. But now that you have to be retired and like not playing yeah. us for me to be like, yeah, you're great. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Back in the day, if if uh Derek Jeter was still playing, you're like, yeah, Jeter's not a bad guy. But like, what the, what's wrong with you? Right. Like, you go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like move hey, to New York. Get out of here, you piece of you shit. Piece of shit, Yankees yeah. Get out of here. Yankees fuck suck, you. dude. You know? Yeah. Go fuck yourself. So, wow, this is a fun show. I'm really, I'm really glad that I finally found someone who is just as insane about sports and, and just nonsensical bullshit. Oh yeah, um, we spiraled completely yeah. from the top. Which is great. Which is great. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly well, we didn't have I, I wanted to kind of make this show not about a specific uh person yet, because I wanted to ease you into the show. Ease me in. You that's know, I nice. wanted to ease you in. I Aww. wanted to um just 
guide you in, guide, support, and direct. I mean, this is Aww, why uh, that's I'm, nice. I'm a father. I'm uh, the uh, general manager of a, they allow me to run a restaurant, which is absolutely That's insane. insanity. It's, <laughs> it's fucking Crazy. insanity. The decisions I make and everyone's like, oh, that's good. I'm like, what? That's great. You're like, it's sure. Why? It's sure. what? Wait a minute. It's All right. Okay. Sure. So, uh, so we got some big things on the horizon i i know you know uh because mm -hmm. i i've i peeped you to it should yes. we keep it a clue to mystery or should we just say it i don't i don't know i mean have we locked things down it is a hundred percent yes but it is schedule conflicting so okay. we have a very special guest that's coming on to uh the show uh soon Coming soon. to IAPradio.com very soon. Soon. When he is coming, we're just not sure. Soon. Yeah. Um, soon. So I am. All right. So uh, you know what? Soon. Fuck it. Like, yeah, if I fuck it. just like, fuck it. Because yeah, it's a good story. <laughs> and, and we'll make this the last story and then we'll wrap it up. Word. So um, I have a friend who I think you might know. You uh, Do you remember Mike D'Elia? It sounds familiar. Uh, okay. So uh, you would probably know if you saw him, right? Yeah. Um, so, I, and I talk about Mike D'Elia. When I, when I did Drunken Opinion, I, for some reason, Mike D'Elia was brought up in every episode. Just because he's, <laughs> he's just a crazy character, right? So my, and he'll totally appreciate the shit out of this because he loves to hear his name, right? He loves <laughs> stories about him, no matter what. So I have a very good friend, Mike D'Elia. He... <laughs> Uh, he is currently uh, battling um, cancer, right? Mm -hmm. So he, him and his wife live out in San Francisco. They, they moved there about five, seven years ago. Um, he had uh, or has bone marrow cancer. He's kind of in recovery, but uh, he still has to go for treatment every once in a while, right? Yeah. He was really bad at one point, like really bad, where it was it was touch and go for a while. Like he was down. He was he had to stay in the hospital for like uh, close to like three or four months, maybe even longer. I don't know. So wow. I um he's a huge Red Sox fan, right? Mm -hmm. When he was living in Boston. Um, I think I've mentioned this on the show before. I have a tradition where I go to the Red Sox opening day every year. Yes. The only year yes. that I've missed. I think since 2001, I've gone to opening day, which is stupid expensive now, um, especially if the, after they win a World Series. It's yep. Just, it's or they even make the playoffs. It's just still yeah. gets more which, and more expensive. So every year. Um, uh, obviously 2020, I missed because of the pandemic. So uh, every year. Um, even after Mike moved to San Francisco, he would fly back and we'd go to opening day. He hasn't been able to go to opening day in a few years uh, because schedules and, uh, and shit's expensive and the pandemic and all that stuff. So he was down into the dumps and he was in the hospital and like he's very just like he couldn't really do much. He couldn't keep focused. He couldn't read. He would get up and do walks and whatever. So I went on that cameo site. Yeah. And I reached out to a couple of different Red Sox players or I, I was looking through the list of Red Sox players. Yeah. And for $750, you can get David Ortiz to send you a message. And I said, hell to the no on that one. $750? I don't have $750 to give what? David Ortiz to say, what? Hey man, I hope everything's good. Bye. Right. So, Oh my God, what a racket. I, I went through the list 
and I found Jonathan Papelbon. He was on Cameo. So I was like, awesome. me and Mike love, loved Jonathan Papelbon who when he was playing the Red Sox. Seriously. Right, Everybody did. Uh, he didn't? was that oh, lovable that's... player. He yes. was just out of his mind. 2007 World Series champion, right? So I pay the whatever. I think it was like 50 bucks maybe to uh, get Jonathan Papelbon. And you write a message, you know, uh, hey, uh, Jonathan, my name is Dave. Uh, I have uh, a friend, uh, my friend Mike Delia. He's really sick. He's got cancer. He's been in the hospital. Huge Red Sox fan. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Right. Submit the request. Uh, after a week, if the person doesn't respond to the cameo, they refund your money, and you know they just sometimes shit happens. Like I- I'm sure it's one of those things where if you're like, uh, if you're famous and you're on cameo. You probably get a ton of messages. Oh, yeah. You only have so many hours in the day, right? Right. So whatever. True. True. So the week goes by. My money gets refunded. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. I, I go on Cameo uh, again and I find yeah. I, I go to Tim Wakefield. And I was like, All right. Tim Wakefield. Right. We also love Tim Wakefield. He was great. Right. Knuckleball. Dirt. Yeah. So I, I, it, I it was uh, whatever. I think it was like another $50, you know. Uh, yeah. So I took my Papelbon money and I threw it over to Tim Wakefield, wrote the me- message. I was like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Same thing. Friend has cancer. We're a big supporter. Loved you when you played. Can you give a, a some encouragement? You know, yeah. some, some shit. He does it. Sends the message. And he's like, you know, gives a, a I'm not I'm not dumping on Tim Wakefield. He did a very great awesome thing right he reached out mike absolutely loved it he was like man that was so good i can't believe it tim wakefield was uh, a little bit factory uh it was it was just like whatever i wrote in the Uh, message he kind of wrote he kind of just said in the in the the video you know right hey mike your friend dave reached out and you know you're battling cancer. That's too bad. I uh, hope you feel better. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Great. Awesome. Yep. Mike appreciated the shit out of it. I appreciated it. It was nice because, you know, whatever dark days Mike was having, he had a little bit of, uh, of glow. He was happy, which is good. Little, you know, little light there, which you know, is good. You all of a sudden I get a message on cameo and it's from Jonathan Papelbon. Hmm. And he says, Hey, Dave, I'm sorry I didn't get to respond to your cameo. Why don't you give me Mike's number and I will personally call him for free? Shut up. And I'm what? like, I'm like, what? what? So I write back on cameo to Jonathan Papelbon. I said, I was like, Paps, that's amazing. I would what? love it. You know, he is so like down in the dumps. Hearing from you would be amazing. I go, here's his phone number. Um, here's all this. And then, of course, when you hit send on Cameo for the text message, you have to pay $7 to send that message. So I'm like, <laughs> of course. But I was like, eh, all right, whatever. All right. You know, wh- how, I mean, how many times it. is a Red I mean, Sox yeah. player going to be like, give me your friend's right. number, right? Right. Long, long story to be slightly even longer. Uh, I, t- I, I call up Mike and I say, Mike. You're going to get a weird phone number calling you and or maybe texting you. I didn't know what, right. what he was going to do, right? 
So I was like, whatever you do, whatever number comes through your phone, answer it. Oh my I was God. like, I know, like, because uh, of obviously all of the spam calls and all that, right. all that garbage, right? And he goes, okay, confused, obviously, because here I am saying, answer pick it. up any yeah. any phone number, just pick it up, <laughs> trust me, right? So he's like, okay, and he knows that, like, I, I I'm someone who likes to fuck around, right. so like, he's like, uh, okay, you know. So Ooh. I was like, trust me. All of a sudden, I get an email, and it's from Papelbon. And it's a video message from oh. Papelbon. And it's the free cameo. And I get a copy of it. And Mike gets a copy of it, right? Wow. So it's like, hey, hey, Mike D'Elia, this is Jonathan Papelbon, 2007 World Series hero, uh, 2021 uh, Hall of Fame nominee, um, uh, all-time uh, all time save leader for the Boston Red Sox, all-time save leader for the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, going all this. He goes, hey, man, I just want to tell you to fucking fight, 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 blah, blah, blah. And he does this amazing, oh. amazing, amazing message, right? And I'm like, God damn, this is great. I felt like I felt uplifted, and it wasn't even directed towards me. Right? right? Oh, my so God. Mike messages me. He goes, hey. I just got your video or I just got uh Papelbon's video. He goes, that was absolutely amazing. He goes, thank you so much. I was like, Hey man, I mean, it's the least I can do. We're, we're 3000 miles, miles away apart, from each other. Right? I mean, I can't come and see you because at the time it was during the pandemic and I couldn't actually go visit him because he couldn't have any visitors, right. you know, because he was so sick. He goes, after I got that video, an hour later, I get a phone call, and it's Jonathan Papelbon. Oh, my God. And I said, what? He goes, yeah. He was telling me that he's got family members that are fighting cancer, too, and that, like, you know, I need to stay positive and, and you know, fight the good fight, basically. And he also told me that anytime I want to reach out to him, give him a call. So I was like, that's well, that's really nice of him. Awesome. And I'm thinking that it's one of those things where it's like hey yeah call me anytime you know and it's going to be one of those yeah, things where you call someone and, bullshit and they're like yeah Here's my and you don't machine. pick up yeah you know the person doesn't pick up and it's just like whatever right right a couple weeks go by mike doesn't call him because you don't want to call someone uh i mean you don't want to call right. someone famous and be like exactly. uh, i'm geeking out let's talk right jonathan papabon calls mike to see how he's doing God. Oh. calls them up two weeks oh later and they <gasps> talk for an hour they're oh, just chit-chatting my god they become friends wow. and they talk all the time right mike tells them that i do this show he yeah. goes oh dave who sent you the the cameo request actually does a show for uh a podcast about the less glamour side of baseball He's like, oh, you should give it a listen. It's pretty good. He goes, hey, man, I'll do one better. He goes, why don't you tell Dave that I want to come on the show? And I'm like, what? right. Mike goes, Jonathan Papuan wants to come on the show. Oh, my God. Like, no shit. Yeah. He goes, he told me to give you his number and call him to talk about coming on the show. And I'm like, wow. what? I'm like, okay. I'm trying not to geek out, right? And right, like so, how I just I got, mm, yeah. Yeah. So here I go. 
I got Jonathan Papabon's phone number. Nervous as all hell, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because I mean, like, I, I've done, um, I've done shows. Um, I did uh, Gang Green TV when we uh, right. on the Community Access Channel, and yep. we've had, uh, we've had uh, athletes come on the show. Uh, we had, um, uh, oh, oh Jesus, uh, Walter what? Walter McCarty come on the show before, yeah, and uh, yeah, and, so and stuff ago. like that. And, you know, that was like, wow, that's really cool. He came on the show. But here I am. I'm talking to, like, a guy who, like, I completely, like, loved. You right. Know? And oh, I'm like, so God. I get his number, and I'm like, okay, um, I don't want to sound like a dork, so I'll just text him, <laughs> you know, because, you know, maybe he's busy, right? So I text him. Hey, Jonathan, it's Dave, Mike D'Elia's friend. I uh, heard you were interested in coming on in a pickle. Would love to have you. Let me know when you're available, right? Right. An hour goes by, no response. And I'm like, whatever. That uh, it's understandable. Busy guy. You know, he's a world Seriously. series. He's a world series champion. He's got he shit got going time. on. You don't got time for little guys like me. Nobody got time for that. Calls me. Oh my god. I pick up. Now oh I god. saved his number in my phone. Right. Oh my god. Because I'm like, I can't lose this number. I, I would Calls. be throwing up. Oh my god, throwing up. My throwing phone up. starts to ring. I'm in the middle of work. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I have I have a smartwatch and on my smartwatch it it reads Jonathan Papabon. Oh I'm in the God, middle God. of taking someone's order. I go, hold on one second. I go and grab my phone. I pick it up. I run outside. I was like, hello? He goes, Hey Dave, it's Jonathan Papabon. I'm like, no fucking way. Like obviously I didn't say it like that. Right. I wanted to scream. Like, I wanted to right. scream like one of those guys. And this oh. sounds very, very uh lame of me but like i was like totally like <laughs> fangirling it i was like oh holy shit i got a world series hero calling me on my phone i'm like hey man how's it going he goes oh what are you doing i was like oh, i'm just in the middle of work i'm like whatever you know just try yeah, to be fuck cool. it just try he's like, yeah. he's like oh all right he's like i'm just driving my kids to uh wherever they were going uh ice cream or to mm. uh, wherever school or whatever he's and just i was like, like He's like, it's just easier if I call you instead of texting because I don't want to text and drive. I go, ah, that's very smart of you. Right. Right. And I was like, you know, I threw a little plug into the show. I was like, because, you know, you don't want to be a subject on the show. Last right. oh. side of baseball, <laughs> you know, and he's like, yeah, man, I love to do your show. That sounds really fun. I was like, all right. Uh, he goes, I'm I'm not available this week in, uh, you know, but we'll stay in touch and give me a call. Perfect. I was like, I was oh like, all right. God. He goes, call me anytime you want. He's like, you know, if I don't oh answer, God. I'll call you back. I'm like, what the fuck? What what the me and Jonathan Pavlov are going to be friends? What just fucking happened? What, so what like, fuck? I was like, all right, man, thanks a lot. That's awesome. So, you know, we hang up and, uh, you know, a couple, a couple of weeks go by or a week goes by or something. And I'm like, oh, let me, let me just see if he's available. Right. So I text him. I was like, hey, man, uh, just seeing if you're available, maybe we can get together and do a show. He goes, well, I'm not available this week, but maybe next week, right? And right, it yeah. turns out I found out what he was doing last week. He was at the Savannah, Savannah Banana Bananas. Game. Oh my god! I was like, so so amazing. I was like, I love every minute of this so much. I loved. Oh, yeah. I was like, holy shit! Perfect. That's why you didn't want to go. You couldn't come oh, on the show. He was doing a Savannah Banana game. Absolutely, and I love the Savannah like, Bananas. How do you not? And it was just so fitting. Like he's in a freaking kilt and he's yeah. still throwing heat. And I'm like, oh yes, give it so, to me. So, if his schedule is is cleared up by next week, and we can, Jonathan Papelbon will be a special guest and our first actual athlete to come on in a pickle. So, 
I asked him, I asked him, I said, so I don't know if you've listened to the show and it's, it's okay if you haven't, I guess, you know, trying to make a joke. And he goes, oh yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been, you know, kind of listening here and there. I was like, it's cool if you don't, you know, you don't have to lie to me. And uh, I was like, we do the less glamour side of baseball. Obviously you've never been in a predicament where, you know, I was right. like, we can do kind of like an interview where we just talk to you about your playing days or whatever you want. I was like, eh, which is kind of lame. Or we can do a story. I got a couple of stories about a couple of different ball players that we could talk about. He goes, hey, man, whatever you want to do. I was like, OK. I was like, I can I can ask you. This is before me and you right. decided to join forces. I was like, uh, I can you know just kind of ask you some questions. He goes, you can ask me anything you want. If I don't want to answer it, I'll just squirm around it until you ask me another question. I was like, perfect. 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 So we perfect. can ask him anything we want within reason, I guess. I guess. So I came up with some questions and I'll 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 uh, I'll actually email you some. The, some I, of the I have some. Uh, and I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I can ask that. Oof, I don't know yeah. if I can ask that. Oof. Yeah. I th- I say we just go Ooh. forth and ask him whatever Let's, we want. See what see what we get. Because you know, of course I'm, I'm going to ask him about about the Bryce Harper fight. Seriously, but I just want to know how his neck felt in your hands. Like yeah. I just like how did like how did that feel? Do you like, think you could to... kill this man if you could? Right? <laughs> Seriously. So just, just don't so. show up to his house with a gun and shoot him in the face. Yeah. Um, no, especially with fantasy. Yeah. Right now. No, so. I I mean, for for me, Jonathan Pabalbon is all of us. That's why we loved him so much right. in Red Sox Nation is that he was blunt. He's honest. He's yep. a good freaking time. I mean, yeah. how many nights did you do the Irish jig hammered and fall on your face? Like, right? come on now. Like, how many you know, times did I put a Bud Light box over my face? My and dance? Right. And so it's like it was acceptable for the stuff yep. that we were doing before he came to Boston, you know, before he came to Boston. Right now it was acceptable right yeah yeah it was was just uh it was a younger generation of us you know it's jonathan papillon for me when he was like in his prime with the red sox uh, especially when he won the world series in in 07 it was it was almost like watching like somebody you grew up with win something and you're like i'm celebrating with him it's like right in here, right in my heart. Talk yeah, me right in my heart. Yeah. <sighs> Plus, we were younger back then, and it was it was a lot a lot more acceptable to just go out and get right. hammer and be, smashed and watch sports. Be complete assholes. Yeah. Like we were all assholes at that time because yeah, we absolutely. had so many teams winning, so many different things. And we're like, oh, we're just gonna man. get drunk and be assholes. That that whole early decades for oh. for Boston. I'm sub. I'm actually surprised that we all made it out alive. Uh, I'm still surprised. I think my liver is done, like shot completely. So yeah. we'll see yeah. in the next five years how that stands up. Great decade. Yeah. Good time. All right. So congratulations. You just did your first show. Hey. Yeah. Hello. All right. So uh, you, why don't you explain what you do? Like you have your own Instagram page, not your personal Instagram. It's the Daddy O Sports Cards. Daddy O Sports Cards. So let's yes. plug that. Okay. I'll let you yeah. plug it because I don't want to screw it up. Yeah, <laughs> no. uh, Daddy O Sports Cards. That's what it is. It just shares uh, cards that are part of my collection and or for sale on eBay. Um, you know, I follow. We have just just follow it. We have quite a few people who are part of our goon squad. Just uh, follow it along. The card collecting. I'm gonna go ahead and say family mm-hmm. on Instagram. 
is first of all the most supportive group of people i've ever seen yes i cannot believe how many card collecting pages there are and iap so i started i was like oh, the hell with it i'm gonna start a card i got a bunch of cards too you know right. I'll, I'll throw them up online and then i was like oh, maybe i'll just you know step it on too many toes it's a flooded thing and i was like oh. the amount of friend requests that i get for the card page I, I should just like keep up with it and keep posting more and more baseball cards or now all cards. <laughs> it's just another good way to to promote the show as well. Right. It's just like unbelievably supportive. Like everyone just supports each other and wants to do. And and honestly, now genuinely, that you're genuinely yeah. like and now that you're too. on the now that you're on this show and you're going to be uh, a primetime staple with with the IAP. Like we're gonna get all those guys to come on the show too. Oh, they're they're the best. Yeah. I mean, and they've already been super supportive. We announced it Friday night on our live, and they right. were like, "Oh my god!" Right, you do a live with uh, with yeah. um um wax packs and whiskey. Yes, thank you. Um, where's my stuff, mom? Uh, Dave Parker, the Cobra. You know, there's also um, I collected Ed. Like these are these dudes are like salt of the earth. They want you to be successful. They right. are. They whatever you need, they're there for you. So like it's the card collecting community is just a lot of people that are in our age group who are all trying to figure out life together and we just all support each other. The only the only drawback to the card collecting family is I see a lot of cards being posted and I love funny cards. Like I yes, lo- yeah. <laughs> like I this I don't know if you can see it right here, yeah. but I, I posted it on Instagram not too long ago. These are my my dick cards. Like there's Dick Pole, Dick, Dick yep. Line, Pete yep. LeCock, Ron yep. Tugnut. Yeah. Um, and uh, like those, I I think those are funny. Somebody was holding uh somebody posted a card. Um, I forget who it was, but um it was uh, somebody from from the Cardinals, and it was a a baseball card of him signing his baseball card of the baseball card that he was on. <laughs> so it was one of those baseball cards that just kept going on and on and on and on and on. And I thought that was the most hilarious thing in the world. So much so that I'm currently scouring my collection because that that it was '90 junk wax era. So right. I know that somewhere in my collection I have that card. You have to have it. And I yeah. have to find it because that's all I want now is that card. Well, that's the downfall is that you'll see everyone's posts and you're like, oh, do I have that? Oh, shit. Right. I need that. Like, oh, my God, I want that. Like, oh, you know, and like that's the downfall. But the one good thing is it's a lot of junk wax. So everything's like, you know, 45 cents on eBay. So, right. Or right. you in the card collecting community, we all just work out trades and ship shit to each other. So, right. You know, that's the one good thing. It's like they're like, oh, I have five of these. How about that? And I'm like, I have six of these. And we just do trades amongst right. each other. Uh, uh, I started now. We started a um, a giveaway uh, every week. And I just gave away a Billy Ripken uh, F face card. That's card. And um, it was to this this guy on Twitter. So I, I posted it on all all of the social platforms, media, yeah. all the platforms. And this guy on Twitter, he's super supportive. Garth, uh, Garth Logi, I think his name is, uh, super supportive. And um, I said, you know, congratulations, you know, you win. He likes every goddamn post I put on Twitter. He's always commenting. He's f- super funny guy, like super super funny guy. So I was like, you know what, this guy, you know, 
hell, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. I have I have three or four of those F face cards because my dad, uh, me and my dad collected them too. Right. And then of course I bought one on eBay a couple of years ago because I really wanted it and I didn't know it. <laughs> so I, I gave it to him. So I was like, hey, you know, uh, send me your address and I'll mail it out. Right. So he's like, did I really win? I was like, yeah, man. I was like, congrats. Yeah. congrats. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for supporting the show. I, I love it. And he's like, well, I'm going to send you a card, too. And I was like, OK. And he's like, I got a Red Sox card that would be perfect for you. I was like, awesome. So now I can't wait to see what it is. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah so like I'm saying, great. it's the, yeah, the, the, the community. card community. So uh, we have a ton of baseball cards. If anybody wants some baseball cards, we please, got some take baseball cards. please take them off my hands. We've I also a have a lot of records in case you want those, too. Um, for sale, I, I can't. Yeah. I, I can't give away the records. I can give away the junk wax cards. But, anyways, all right. So that's going to be it for the show. Sarah, thank you so much for joining this uh, crazy shindig of a show. Thank you, thank um, you, thank this you. This was actually a fun episode. This is exactly what I wanted out of this show. Beautiful. Um, and we will be back next week, hopefully with Jonathan Papelbon. And if not, we will have a a story of a specific player. Um, I got um, now that we're doing all sports. I still have four baseball players in the bank, but um, maybe hey, we we're can... still in we're still in baseball season. Yeah, but I mean, football we'll season will be in swing uh, next week. Uh, maybe we can do a football story. If not, it doesn't. Well, we'll, we'll see. You know, Spiral Squad. Woo! Yeah, you know, we'll we'll figure out the team. So uh, go and check out all the past episodes and everything on social media at iapradio.com. Go follow our Twitter, our Instagram, our TikTok. Um, man, I uh, TikTok's hard. I, I say that all the time, but um, it, it's oh, yeah. there. I'm I'm posting videos left and right. I don't know why uh, or you're how, a better. But, you're a better person than me. Yeah. Uh, if you have any TikTok ideas, Sarah, please send them. Over. I have my life is full of no ideas. That's that's a great TikTok right there. Yeah. So yeah. So iapradio.com. Check it all out and go over to Daddyo Sports Cards on Instagram and follow Sarah on all her sports cards endeavor. And uh, thanks for listening. And we will catch you next time. Woo! Bye.